Welcome to Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast with your hosts, Laura Katina and Amy Mara. This podcast was created for businesswomen in particular who are juggling pursuing their career, family life, and all of the things that come along with it. We know that building a career, running a business, and running your life can sometimes seem near impossible. In the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast, Laura and Amy are going to share their experience of building their own careers as female attorneys, raising a family, and their journey to maintain wellness through it all. With more than 25 years of combined experience practicing law and years of juggling business, family, and wellness, they are about to have some very real and honest discussions about what it takes to manage it all and share tips, tools, and truth about how they make it all work. Welcome back to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. This week, now I spoke on my Instagram stories this morning, and that's how Amy discovered the topic that I wanted to talk about today. Um, because you know, we've talked in the past about we how we believe that work-life balance that is like a myth. It's a theory, right? And I've just been thinking about it a lot this week because I'm in a season of complete chaos. And I was thinking of how mentally I'm, you know, looking at this season right now and how I looked at different busy seasons in the past. And it's very different. It's still not easy, but the way I am characterizing it now and the way I talk to myself about it now is totally different. And so I hate the term work-life balance because I think it's just not real. And when I was a much younger lawyer and a young mom, and I had three babies at home, I was trying to, you know, achieve this, you know, mythical thing of work-life balance. And I was just running in circles. I was trying to, and I said this to Amy earlier before we started recording, it's like, I was trying to operate as a man. And I hope nobody is offended by that, but it's just different when you're a mom and you're trying to work and you're juggling all the things, you know, it's very, very different from a man doing it. So, you know, I was trying to act like a male attorney and work like a male attorney, but I had three babies at home. And so I was in that constant like battle of trying to achieve like the perfect amount of hours that I needed to work and bill, but then be home to cook dinner and pick the kids up from school and do all these things. And it put a lot of pressure and anxiety. And I feel like undue, like just stress, like it, I should have handled it differently, but, you know, I was operating under this belief that I was trying to have work-life balance. And another thing Amy and I were talking about before is where does that even come from? Where does that come from? I don't know. Nobody's telling you that in order to earn your salary and, or in order for your kids to be healthy, you need to have work-life balance to get you there. And I think that's like a really important point because I know And Laura knows we were just talking about this when our, when we were younger and our moms were off doing a thousand things in 7,000 different directions, they weren't coming home, teaching us about work-life balance. They weren't telling us like, this is what you need to do. You need to allocate X amount of time to work and X amount of time to extracurriculars. And then this to the kids and then this to your husband, none of that. And 
I think for me, a lot of the work-life balance influencing that I've seen over the years is either I've read about it and people have pushed it as like something that you should try and achieve, or I've seen it on dun, 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 social media, <laughs> all roads right? lead back to it. Yeah. And the number of people that Laura and I know personally that get onto their Instagram stories or their Facebook lives. And they talk about how, oh my gosh, this is so great. I get to do X amount of work during the day. And then I'm there for my kids. And that's wonderful. If it were actually really true at the end of the day. Yeah. Cause it's not real. It's not real. real. It's just not real. So if you continue to consume this idea, like, Ooh, Sally Sue has perfect work-life balance because she only has to work four hours during the day. And then she's available for her kids who don't have to go to daycare and she can go on mom dates and then like, you know, lunch dates and have her kids and all these extracurriculars. And she feels so fulfilled, but social media is also your like camera role that highlight reel. Yeah. The highlight reel of, of pretty pictures and filters and all that stuff. Not to knock social media, but it's just because we were really like reflecting on this of like, where does this get learned? Where do you consume this the most to make you think that it's one, something that is attainable and two, that other people are actually attaining it because I don't know anybody that's actually attained this at all. I think it's such a disservice to young women. And, you know, I try to think back to, to myself when I was in my twenties and I was just starting out in my career and I knew that I wanted to get married and have kids. And it's just such a disservice to young women to promote this idea that you can have this work life balance because it's just not, it's just not true. You're going to have seasons where you're focusing more on work we're building a business, right? So we've had, you know, periods of time where we were spending more time at work. Yeah. But then you also have seasons where you're busier at home. Like I'm in a season now where yes, we are very busy at work, but we have so many sporting activities, sports activities that like I have not been home one night. This weekend we have eight games coming up. It's so it's just incredibly busy. And if I now were to try to put the pressure on myself to quote unquote balance my time that I'm shuffling the kids everywhere and sitting on the ball field with the hours that I'm sitting at my desk, I would be miserable. And I was miserable, you know, many years ago when I was trying to achieve that balance. And, you know, it makes women think that they should be striving for something that's just false. Well, because that phrase in and of itself is false on all accounts, but I'll, I'll point out the main two, one work and life are not two separate things, right? Your work is part of your life and your life is all encompassing. And if your life is only about work, then that's an even bigger problem. But we've talked about that in other episodes too. So work and life cannot be separated like that. And the second thing is, is that balance implies that you can achieve this equilibrium that is like comfy, cozy, wonderful, perfect situation, a perfect scenario. And your life is constantly evolving. So I don't know how 
we're expected to define the word balance that could be universal throughout the entire like trajectory of our lives. Because I know I could have quote unquote work-life balance when I didn't have kids. And all I had to do was make sure Joey and I were fed dinner at night and make sure we did the laundry and clean the house up. But then when I had kids, that same expectation isn't the same. I have laundry, I have activities, I've got school, I've got to make sure I'm available and flexible. If one of them's sick. You have to backup plans. Laura always tells me, always have a plan B in place. And, and C and D. <laughs> yeah. And then C and D because you're going to have to use them all. Right. Um, so it's like, if you define it, it's something that you're going to have to constantly redefine. And the word itself just lends to this like definition that you're supposed to have in your, in your vocabulary of like, oh, I do X amount of work. And then I have X amount of time with my family. And that's supposed to be equal and balanced. And in reality, it just doesn't work like that. It doesn't. And I read, um, was it yesterday I was read in an article about, you know, the state of women as partners in law firms. And I forget what the study was, but they said, you know, today, most partners in law firms are still men. And I like roll my eyes every time I hear that. You could think I'm crazy. I'm wrong. Whatever. This is my opinion. And not every woman wants to have children. There are plenty of women who don't have kids. But for the many women that do have kids, it's very difficult to juggle being a partner, especially in a bigger firm with having a family. So when you wonder why there aren't a lot of women at the top, you know, in big firms and all this stuff, um, that's one of the reasons because it's virtually impossible. It's hard for us managing our own firm and we're the boss. So we make the rules, we decide when we're working and, you know, why aren't there women at the top like that? Because it's really hard. Now, of course, like I said, not every woman has children, but a lot of them do. And, you know, it's it's very, very difficult to be in a position like that, especially in a world where you're supposed to work 24-7 and have, you know, babies at home at the same time. So I always, I always roll my eyes when I see those things. And that also implies to or assumes that women like us, like how Laura and I are that value family and want to be there for little league games and want to be there for all the kids activities and want to be involved and really watch them grow and, and be there for them at every waking moment. That means that we want to do those things. So if there is a female partner out there that is content with working really hard right now to make it to partner, and that means that much to you, great. It's still not under the uh, the umbrella of balance though, because right. your life is still then all consumed into your work. We know enough women that have had you know, the trials and tribulations of being on a partner track in a law firm to know how much work and how much time they put in that it is almost inconceivable to think that they could have a family life at home during the work week. And that includes Saturdays, by the way, right. (laughs) Weekends. And, you know, did I ever tell you, I think, tell me if I'm repeating myself, the story about Angela, when we were at our firm way back when, when she had her baby and what one of the partners said to her, you might've told me separately. I don't know if we've talked about it. Oh no. Maybe you did speak to it about 
with uh, Angela a little bit when you had her on the oh, podcast. When she had her baby and she was just coming back from maternity leave. And one of the partners was like, well, just get up at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning and just start working before the baby gets up. And it's like, are you serious? I mean, it's just, it's not reality. It's not, it's so hard having a baby and juggling this career. This career is hard enough to begin with, with the pressures and all that stuff. But that's just like the lack of what's the word. It's like, you're clueless. Yeah. It's so unbelievable. Out of touch with reality. I'm totally out of touch with what it's like to be a young mom yeah. as a lawyer. And really, it's probably like that in other professions too, but obviously we're just most, most familiar with ours. Trying to, you know, have your career, not fail at it, and raise a family. And yeah. you know, it's going to, but it's going to change. Like us working for ourselves, you know, we also can't achieve any kind of balance because we are the boss, right? Yes. So I can't say at five o'clock, I'm stepping away from my desk and I'm not answering the phone after five or any emails. It's just not realistic. No. So, you know, I do try to have boundaries, right? Because in the evenings I'm at, you know, the games and doing all the things with the kids, but there are times when I do have to answer my phone and I do have to answer emails or sit back down at my desk at eight o'clock to get something out that I couldn't get to earlier in the day. So if I was operating under the assumption that I should have some kind of balance, I mean, I would be so miserable. But that's not to say, and this is the important part. I want to highlight this. It's not to say that you don't have boundaries, which is a whole different animal. And we've talked about this before in previous episodes, but, you know, spoiler alert, Laura and I were asked to be on a, the panel for a CLE in July of this year on the topic of wellness, because there is a serious wellness deficit in our profession. That's, that's putting not it nicely. just like two female attorneys that run their own business coming onto a podcast to tell you that like right. there is literally, there are literally task forces that have yeah. been established to determine how the legal profession can pull itself out of this really unhealthy trend that it is facing and it has been facing for years. And so boundaries are just as vital. And if you maybe couch it in that way, as opposed to balance, change the B word. Work-life yes. boundaries. Oh, I like that. Right. It's really good. Ch- thanks. <laughs> change, change the B word. So it's work work-life boundaries as opposed to work-life balance. What boundaries are you going to put in place to make sure that work is work, work is sacred time for you to do exceptionally well at your job, feel really happy, be able to walk away from the day feeling really great and fulfilled and accomplished? And what boundaries can you put around your family life, your personal life, whatever life exists outside of work. Okay. We're not under some illusion that we're like sitting on a yacht every day, drinking a pina colada. People are out there working, right? You're trying to manage all of these different aspects of your life, but whatever that extra time is outside of work, whatever, whoever it is that you need to serve or, you know, be around, put boundaries around that. You know, for me, I know I have my text messages, my emails come through from clients. They'll be texting me and emailing me until nine, 10 o'clock at night, some nights. Do I answer them? 
No, but maybe they'll get a text from me at 5.30 when I'm up in the morning yes. being like, hey, good morning, so-and-so. I saw your message. Here you go. So that's my boundary. I won't look at it. I won't respond to it, but I'll take care of it as soon as I'm back in the action of work. And I think that it's you know aligning with my boundaries. It's so important. I love that. Work-life boundaries. But there are some times where you have to respond. There yeah. are some times where you have to do the thing that you don't want to do at night, because that's just also the nature of our profession. Like sometimes it's 24 hours, you get the emails, the texts, whatever, late at night, phone calls. And yes, we have, we both have boundaries in place, but sometimes there is something that's urgent that you have to handle that late and giving yourself the grace to say, um, okay, yes, this is my family time, but I have to respond to this right now. I'll be right back. That's it. That is the secret sauce there. It's the mindset that you go into it because you can, if you are operating under the assumption that you are aiming for work-life balance, that email, text message, phone call, emergency after work hours is going to stress you out no matter what, because you think that your family time is supposed to be just your sacred family time and that nothing is going to interrupt it and it shouldn't interrupt it. How dare you? But if you come in with the mindset of like, you know what? It's an emergency. It doesn't happen every day. I got to take care of it. I'll take care of it. I'll explain it to my family that I need to just step away for a moment and then I'll be right back in it. You're going to feel so much better. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have, what do we say? You have to give yourself grace. Yeah. You have to, um, because there are going to be, you know, things are going to change in different seasons. Um, and you, you have those boundaries in place, but you have to give yourself grace. If like, (laughs) say you have time that you set aside for your family and something comes up that you have to deal with. It it is what it is. Like, this is your job. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up over it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's never going to be balance. You have your boundaries in place, which is great, but things happen. Yeah. Life ha- it's all it's life, right? It's not work life like you said before. It's not personal life, it's just life. And so, you know, one other thing that women are really bad at is giving ourselves grace, right? Yes. Constantly beating ourselves over, up over failing here, failing there, not doing enough. And, you know, you have to just give yourself that little bit of grace to say, okay, uh, maybe I'll try to do something different tomorrow or it's no big deal. I had to change things up today and that's it. Right. That's it. And I think the second thing that we talked about a little bit too, that we want you to take away from here is to stop trying to separate work from your life. It's just going to continue to keep you on that vicious cycle and trap of feeling like, Work is just work, life, whatever that means, is just life outside of work. And start thinking about it as an integrated, like, circle of your day that you just have to deal with work things during these certain hours or when these things come up. And you've got life that kind of layers on top of it your family, your friends, your other commitments, your other things that are going on. And think of it as one big umbrella of just life. Right. Because you're going to stress yourself out if you keep trying to force the separation between the two. And also at the end of every day, what do you, how do you want to feel 
at the end of every day, instead of trying to achieve some like mythical balance, like how do you want to feel at the end of the day? So at the end of my days, I want to feel happy and at peace with how the day went. However, that might be some days, many days, I'm not at peace with how the day went. It was just exhausting. We're on the baseball field till 9 30, 10 o'clock at night. And I'm just tired and I'm not at peace with how the day went. But most days, like in the morning, that is my goal to at the end of the day, be happy and at peace with how the day went. And that's really all you can do. That's it. I mean, we're not robots, right? Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. We like to try to act like them, but it's really, it, you know, some days are just a circus and it is what it is. But I think that trying to achieve that fake work-life balance puts a lot of pressure on young women and even older women, really me, I'm in my mid forties and I'm still, you know, I still struggle with it at times, Yeah, but you know, it's just not possible. So, you know, we wanted to come on today and talk about it because we both deal with this issue all the time, but our thoughts about it have changed over the years. And like I said, how I'm handling it now is much different than how I handled it years ago. Mm -hmm. So we hope these tips were helpful. We thank you for spending time with us and we'll talk to you on the next episode. so much for listening to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. If you have not already done so, be sure to leave us a rating and review so that we can reach even more businesswomen just like you. We will see you again next Monday for a brand new episode.